Because what I want to talk about this morning is he calls me friend. He calls me friend. But I want to hit on just a minute about, uh, I don't want to, I may come back to this or I may not. And so it, I just want to give you a little bit here. But John 15, let's go back over this uh, passage of scripture. It says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. Go ahead to the next slide. Or that's it. That, that, that's today's uh, passage of Scripture. But uh, let me go back to John 15 because actually I want to look at the part before that because that's the part that I was talking about. Verse 9, uh, I, I forgot I didn't have that slide up there. But uh, it says in verse 9, As the Father has loved me, also have I loved you. Abide in my love or remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as the, I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Uh, and, and, and so those are, those are the scriptures that we, I was, thought I was headed to today. And, uh, but he says in those passages of scripture real quick, let me pray and then I'll go to it. Father, we love you. We thank you so much, God, for being here today, God. And Lord, I know you have something to speak, God, to our hearts today, God. Uh, Lord, just uh, you, you just opened my heart up to some things that just uh, caused me to shout. God today, and, uh, and I just can't wait to get into the Word of God, and I know you're going to do the same thing, God, for us here today. These are some complex passages, and sometimes we read them, God, through the wrong lens, but today, God, we're going to put on our covenant glasses, and we're going to see, God, exactly what you meant in these verses, and once you see it in the, in the right perspective, God, it just causes our hearts to just leap for joy at the freedom, God, and at the, uh, the delight of, 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 of these scriptures, God. They're powerful. They're amazing. They're freeing. And Lord, we just thank you for it, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Uh, in, in these passages, as the Father has, has loved me, he said in, in verse 9, as the Father has loved me. And, 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 and talking about rooted in that love just real quickly, because I don't want you to pass over this. We talked last week about how we're, we are in, uh, we talked about grafting last week, and we talked about being grafted into Christ, how we were a wild vine. If you go to that the picture uh, slide, we talked about how we were a wild vine and how we were cut off so that we could be placed into the true vine. And if you're taken out of that wild vine in that state right there, if you're not transplanted into a new vine, you're dead. You're going to die, and you'll be nothing but good to be cast into the fire. And so he, God fortunately called us, and he takes us out of that wild vine, and he places us. He does what's in the second slide we learned last week. He takes it, it, the, the, the Holy Spirit, cuts us. It's called scion, and it's literally to cut to the heart. He circumcises the heart, and he causes us uh, to, be, to be circumcised in the heart. And then once you're circumcised or cut to the heart so that you can receive and draw from the life of God, 
He places us into the rootstock, and we talked about that. He grafts that, 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 that branch into the rootstock, that wild vine into the rootstock, and it's now going to be placed in. It's going to be bound up by the Holy Spirit, and it's going to draw 100% of the life out of that, out of that root stock. It's 100% of the life. So you were translated out of the kingdom of darkness. You were planted into or placed into Christ. And now you receive 100% of the life of Jesus Christ flowing through your life. And uh, we talked about it's not this spiritual growth like little Jesus comes inside and he's got to grow by you doing something. You receive 100% of the life of Christ when you're grafted in. All that's in Christ is in you now. He's inside of us. He lives in us. And, and, and we, we, we didn't get to it, but if you follow that out, it talks about fruit, how you'll bear, when that life's in you, you'll bear fruit, you'll bear more fruit, you'll bear much fruit, and you'll bear remaining fruit. That's amazing. He'll make us fruitful. And, and so uh, th- this week, we were going to talk about rooted in love. If you're, if you're in Christ, he goes on to expand this picture about how you're rooted in love, that 100% of the love Love of God is now in you. It's being poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit now. Not just a trickle, not just a little bit. When you come into Christ, His love, He, he lavishes us with this great love. He, he pours it into us. Not just a little bit, all of it. Like, like I said, like a fire hydrant. It just, it just flows into us. So what He wants to open up in this passage here in verses 9 is He wants to expand this vine and branch story and He wants to talk about the the eternal love shared with the Father. And that's why he says, as the Father has loved me. And, and it's just amazing. He's reminding you, this love we've had has been eternal. It's been great. It's been broad. It's been vast. It's been huge. And he says, as the Father has loved me, so now I love you. And I pour that love into you now that you are connected to me. It comes out of the root. And Paul later says, you are rooted and established in this love. You're rooted in. It comes up through you. Amen? It's not you trying to love your enemy and your strength. It's poured into you. God's love is poured into you. The sister or brother in here who rubs you wrong, you don't do it in your strength. God's love is poured into you to love that person. Every person in this room. Even your enemies. Amen? And and so every branch receives 100% of that love. It flows. It flows into us. From the rootstock into every branch into fruitfulness. It flows into our lives. The love of God. Paul said it established and rooted in this Love, what great love the Father has lavished upon us that He would call us the children of God. You're lavished upon with the love. You're not half rooted in God. You are not half lavished upon. You're not halfway poured into. You are lavished upon. You are poured into with this love. You are not partly rooted. You are completely grafted in. And Jesus then says, now remain or abide. In this love. That's an old English word. To abide in the abode. To abide or remain or dwell in the house. Abide in my love. 
Be rooted in my love. Remain in my love. And then, and then so, so he, he likens it to like this house. Like now there's this house on the hill filled with God's love. And, he's, and once you're in Christ, he transplants you and puts you into that house. And he's saying, explore the house. See, in America, what we do when we buy a house, we want to show everybody every nook and cranny. We take everybody into, here's the laundry room, here's the pantry, here's the upstairs, here's the downstairs. When you go to England, like my friend, the Manuel's from England, when England, when they get a house and they show a house, they don't show the upper floors. In their house we did, because we lived in those upper floors. But, 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 but in most cases, they don't show you the whole house. They, sh- they take you into the living room and, and, and socialize with you there, but they don't show you the bedrooms. Some of you have been placed into this house of love. And Paul says it's, 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 it's the breadth of it and the height of it and the depth of it is so great you can't even reach the end of it. But you've just stayed in the living room. Go into the bedroom. Go into the cabinets. Go into this place. Explore the love of God. Remain in the love of God. Abide in the love of God. Go deep in the love of God. You look so miserable. I dare you to try it. It'll put joy in your heart. That's what's missing. Receive the love of God. And it'll turn that frown upside down. Because that's what he says here. It it says, I pray that you would grasp. If you would live in this house. If you would grasp the love that God has for you. The lavish love between the Father and the Son. Has now. He loves you with that kind of love. And He's poured it into your heart. Remain in my love. Abide in my love. Stay in my love. Dwell in my love. Grasp the dimension of what you've been grafted into. The height, the depth, the width. Grasp it. Dwell on it. Think about it. Quit thinking about all the horrific things and the terrible circumstances and live in this house. Dwell in this house. Think Upon the love of God, grasp the love of God, remain in the love of God. David in Psalms 27 said, I I ask the Lord that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever and gaze upon the beauty. Guess what, David? We're there. We're living in that place now. David wanted to be there. You're there. You can gaze on the beauty of the Lord and His love that has been lavished on you now. You abide there. You're seated there. You remain there now. After Calvary, you're there. And in the day of trouble, David said, He'll keep me safe. He'll shelter me. Trouble's here. Days of trouble are here. Stay in the house of love. You're okay. If you fail, you're in the house of love. If you sin, you're in the house of love. If you're there, remain in the house of love. Look at the breath. Look at the depth. Look at the height. Look at the love of God that you're living in. And when you know you're loved, the response is love. Love begets love. Marcy, love me. I command you to love me. 
kind of repulses you, doesn't it? But when she knows she's loved, she wants to love. There's a desire to love. And, 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 and that's what he's saying here. When you know your love, the response is love, and a desire grows in you to return that love to other people. And when my love flows in you in verse 11, my joy comes into you and my joy is complete. Why have we got so many disgruntled, sad, depressed, pitiful looking people? We're not dwelling in the love of God. Live there, people. Dwell there. I haven't been living there. But man, my eyes are being opened to the covenant. My eyes are being opened to these verses. And I'm moving out of Depression Street. And I'm moving into the joy of the Lord. Amen? <laughs> Tired of being miserable. When God is so amazing. So, so that's rooted. That's what I didn't want you to miss is rooted. But I want to talk to you something about even that's more fascinating. Oh man, He calls me Friend, And that's those, go back to those first verses again. Let me read them one more time. This is my commandment, that you love me. Marcy, love me. That's what it sounds like he's saying here. And we're gonna, that's where these verses are really problematic. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends, Marcy. If you do what I say, you're my friend. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have learned from the Father, I have now made known unto you. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. And here's the commandment. You ready? This is my command. Love one another. Yikes. I mean, what a compilation of difficult passages. Is it? What a compilation of difficult passages. If we'll be honest. I command you to love me. If you don't obey me, then you're not my friend. I will be your friend if you keep my command. That kind of language is called something to spark up. If I said something like that to Marcy, if I came in the kitchen and said that, she'd say, get out of my kitchen. Right? I mean, it causes that to spark up in us, right? And, and, and so, so Jesus is saying, I want to be your friend, and I'll tell you everything the Father is doing, but there is a clause in this passage of Scripture. So how does he move us from doulos, which is the Greek word for servant, which I don't tell my servants anything. They just work for me, right? But I call my philos, my friends, I tell everything. Anything that the Father knows, anything that I know. So how does he move us 
from the place of slave to the place of friend. How is he going to make that transgression? Well, put your covenant glasses on because that's what we've been doing ever since the beginning of this year. And there's a reason we're doing that. And there's a reason why I'm pounding it in you over and over and into me over and over and over again. Because when you read this in the lens of covenant, it's going to put it into proper perspective. And you're going to be shouting at the end of this message like I was this morning at home and in that office where I said, I get it. I get it, Lord. I get it. I'm your friend. Hallelujah. I'm free. And I get it. I get it. I get it. And it's amazing. So if you'll put your glasses on, you'll, you'll, you'll see that you have been transitioned out of this place called slave and you are into a place called friend. Because the question is, am I a friend today? Or, or not? Am I a friend tomorrow? Or not? I mean, it, it's kind of sketchy here. It just, I mean, if you read the Bible like I do and get into those places, man, I don't know. Yesterday I didn't do so hot, so maybe I'm not too much of a, maybe I'm not a friend. I mean, and so we get into these places, but today, boy, I really did good. And so maybe I, I, he's good with me today. But here's what I want you to understand. He's talking about two covenants. He is talking about two covenants when you read this passage of Scripture and pretty much when you read the entirety of the Bible. And I want to show you how impossible it is to do these things, and yet he still is able to call you and me friend. Hallelujah. So Jesus came and he said, this is my command. Here is the new command in the new covenant. Love one another. And, and, and here's what I think Jesus is saying when he talks about moving us from doulos to philos. When he talks about moving us from slavery to moving us into friendship. Genesis 2.16, if you remember the first covenant. Adam, the Bible says, he, God told him, I give you, in Genesis 2.16, I give you one commandment. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may eat freely, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat it for in the day that you eat it you shall surely die Adam was given a command don't eat the tree Adam ate the tree the consequence was death separation and doulos which is slavery to sin Adam moved from sonship to slavery Adam became a servant or a slave. He became a slave to sin and eventually he would die. Don't eat the tree. The consequences is you will become a slave or doulos. I'm no longer going to call you doulos because you are under the law. And when Adam failed in it, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. The first covenant, we failed. We became slaves to sin. And so here Jesus is coming in John 15 and he's dealing with that. He is dealing with that issue right there. I'm going to take you away from the aspect of being under slavery to sin by what I'm about to do and I'm going to die for you and greater love hath any man than this than that he would lay down his life for a friend. That's how I'm going to move you from doulos to philos and the way I'm going to do it, I'm going to the cross because I love you that much. Greater love has no man than this. Caleb, you can't feel this commandment in the new covenant. I can. And the way I'm going to fulfill it, 
I'm going to the cross and I'm laying down my life for you because greater love has any man than this than he laid down his life for his friend. And that's how I'm going to move you from slavery and how I'm going to translate you into the place of friendship. That's how I'm going to remove the barrier and then you can go to my Father and you can ask Him anything in my name and He'll give it to you because you're not a slave any longer. You're a friend. Now isn't that better than reading more, praying more, going to church more, singing more, preaching more? Isn't it great when you put it all on Christ and He says, Greater love with any man than this. I'm laying down my life for my friends. And Father, I'm fulfilling the commandment to love one another. Hallelujah. I'm taking away. It's a legal position. This is a legal position that he is doing. He's saying that which brought sin and condemnation... I'm going to die for the sins of mankind. And in that freedom, I'm going to remove you from being a slave. And I'm going to bring you into the place of being called a friend. And we know Adam sinned. Adam became vile. Adam became a slave to sin. Adam became the enemy of God. And Jesus comes to rectify and to take care of that situation. And bring us back to the heart of the Father. To where we are friends. With him, And I can tell you everything of mine and the Father's because you are not a slave anymore. You're friends. What a God. What a God. What love the Father has lavished upon us. What incredible love this God has for us. And that's where you get the picture at creation. God creates the world at a distance. I mean, he's standing back and he's just like, hey, uh, let there be light. And boom, there's light. And it's at a distance. But there's something amazing when he comes to man he doesn't want to come to man and do it at a distance so he comes the bible says and he gets down and he reaches into the dirt and he gets into his hands he comes close joe and he begins to mold and begins to fashion with his own hand and if that is not enough he wants to get man he wants to get up in your space some of you through this isolation and let me tell you this isolation has been very very dangerous this the the, the virus has not scared me the virus does not scare me if I die with a virus big whoop to live is Christ and to die is gain I tell you what scares me is people being isolated in their homes and no longer having social relationships with one another that's what scares me and so he gets down and he invades your personal space and he puts his face to your face And that's how close He wants to be to you. He breathes into your nostrils the breath of life. He breathes into your heart. And He breathes. That's how close He wants to be. So in John 15, He's coming here to rectify this and saying, I no longer call you servant now. I call you my friend. 
because, because it has everything to do with the Old Covenant. Please get this right. Please start reading your Bible through the lens. Because in the New Covenant, there is now one single commandment as well. And it's this, I'm giving you the command to love one another. But the deal is, you cannot do that in the natural. And I got news, stay around long enough and I'll prove you can't do that in the natural. Think about Cain and Abel. How far are they? They are one step out of the garden. One step. If anybody should be able to do it, they should be able to do it. They're the closest mark to have been there. Their mama and daddy was there. They were there right just a few days ago. And now they've had these boys who some say were twins, some say don't, but whatever. They're there and these boys are just one step. They know. They hear the stories. They know all about it. And yet the Bible says they took one step out of the garden and they can't even keep this command to love. Before we know it, one is bashing the other one in the head and killing him. So don't think you can boast and say you can do it when they couldn't even do it one step out of the garden. So how do you keep this commandment? Because if you don't keep it, you're not a friend to God. How is Jesus going to move us from doulos to friend? And there's one way we mention the cross. He's good. Greater love is no man. He says it right in this passage. Greater love is no man than this, than he would lay down his life as a friend. I'm giving you a command to love one another. The new covenant's based on a single command love one another. And he keeps it by going to the cross. And everything about the command of laying down his life for a friend has now been done. And the moment he is raised out of the grave in that covenant, then he says, Now you can love. Now you, it's possible now for you to love and my Holy Spirit is going to come with my love and he's going to pour it into your heart out of this love he's going to shed it abroad into your heart by this perfected love and when you receive Christ the Bible says he pours that love of God into your heart and like I said it's not some little garden hose trickle it is a fire blast it is a fire hydrant of love that we receive into our heart and he fills our heart with a hundred percent of the love of God inside of us and that love is not dependent upon my bankrupt emotions. Just because you got hurt and mama didn't do something and daddy didn't do something and now you got to be a wicked mean person. No, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It's a foreign love. It's not your love. That's why we keep failing. We keep trying to do it with our love. He doesn't want your love. Your love is no good. He doesn't want your flesh. Your flesh is no good. No flesh shall glory. It's Him. I am the vine. You are the branches. Remain in me. Stay seated in me. And 100% of my life will flow through you. 100% of my love will flow through you. I will pour my love inside. And it will be a foreign love inside of you that begins to love other people. Remain in my love. Abide in my, the abode of my love. And then your joy will be filled. It's poured from what I already accomplished when I laid my, down my life for friends. It is out of that I can love because why he first loved me that's where we draw this now I can love you because he first loved me and that love now is poured into me 
And it's now available to come out of me. And I don't do anything to earn this love by like read more, pray more. When I receive Him, He's in me 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I'm never not connected to Him. He's always connected with me. We're always um, uh, talking. We're always walking. He's always filling me with His love and pouring His love out in, in, through me. Verse 16 proves this is a covenant. Listen to what he says. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And listen, read this together. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. Do you know? Listen, seven times in three chapters 14, 15, 16. Seven times he says, Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, He'll give you whatever you ask the Father in my name. He'll give you now whatever you ask the Father in my name. He'll give you. You're not a servant anymore because of what I'm doing. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, He'll give it to you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you because I've moved you out of servanthood and slavery to sin and I've moved you now in the new covenant into this philos friendship and whatever you ask the Father anytime, day or night, it's available because you are a son, you are a daughter, you are a friend of God. Hallelujah. God is amazing and it is awesome. And what he's saying, he is saying this. He's saying, I'm going to fulfill this command and I'm going to bring you into this relationship and you will be a permanent friend of God because I'm removing the barrier that sin has caused this breach and this, 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 this divide and I'm removing that and when I remove that, you will be in Permanent relation with God. Permanent friendship with God. Everything between you and the Father will have been removed. And you are free to go to God any time now. Any time. And I'm so glad I can because just this day, last day I was struggling over two messages. And I was able to go to Him and say, God, help. Help. All things are mine. Uh, that Now there's no barrier. Tell me what to do. And folks, I'm telling you, we have that kind of relationship with God day and night. And here's the sad part. If you're like me, most of us, we, we all just clam up at that and we say, give me steps. I'd rather have five steps to God. Right? Come on, let's go read a bunch of books because every Christian book today is about five steps to a happy marriage, five steps to God, five steps to a closer intimacy with God, five steps to this, ten steps to that. We would rather have something we can do to earn our way to God. Well, God, I'd rather you say, I need to pray a little bit more and then I can become your friend. Or God, I need to read the Bible a little bit more because I slacked off yesterday and then I will be your friend. When God is saying, it's all because of what I have done and the barrier that I have removed now I no longer call you doulos I call you friend thank you Lord folks I hope somebody it just like grabs hold of I hope somebody it just grabs hold of and becomes alive in you. The greatest concentration of promises seven promises of now 
Now you can come to me. I no longer call you servant. I call you friend. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I was sinking. We sing the songs, man. I was apart, but love lifted me. I was, I, was, I was so far from Him, but I couldn't get to Him. But now I can, folks. Do you understand what great height and depth? Do you understand what great riches this love? Do you understand just what the Son of God did in laying down His life for a friend so that we could abide and remain and be grafted in to this wonderful love without steps? And we could come in anytime we want to now because of what the Son has done. We can go into the presence of God by a new and living way through the blood. I close with Galatians 4, 7. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but you're a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Here He says, if you're an heir then you can ask the Father anything. If you're an heir, my sons can ask me anything. They're an heir. When I die, they're the first thing, the next in line. They can come into my home, go through my cupboards. They can do anything. They're an heir to this. They don't have to get an appointment with me or call me on the phone and see if I've got time. They can come unannounced anytime they want into my presence and, 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 and know that as a, as a dad, I'll do everything within my power to give them everything I possibly can that's good for them. Let me give you a few facts in closing about this. Number one, Christ fulfilled the covenant command to love. Christ fulfilled the covenant command to love. Fact number one. He fulfilled it. He fulfilled the new covenant command for us, and now He puts His love into us so that we can do it. Isn't that good? Number two, now the love of God is poured into your heart if you've got Jesus in your life. Number three, I can love my enemies by this fulfillment. Sometimes we don't know if we like that part. Number four, but remember, you were an enemy at one time to God. Number four, there are no steps to this friendship with God. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? There are no steps to this friendship with God. The crippled guy can get up there just as good as the guy that can, you know, the rich, the poor, doesn't matter. It's a legal declaration by God. He says, You are a friend now of God, period. As a son and a friend, Number five fact, you can ask anything in His name and He'll give it to you. You can ask anything in His name and He'll give it to you. Why do we not ask? Why do we not pray? Why do we not go to the Father now? Why do we not go as His children and ask? Why do we go to the psychiatrists and psychologists and so many other places rather than rushing in to Him when He says, if you ask anything in my name now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not your enemy now, I'm your friend, and you can ask in my name, and, and my Father will do it for you. So run to the Father, amen? That ought to make intercessors leap in their, I mean, just to know that when they intercede for somebody, it's not just beating wind into the air, that God hears it and He's ready to answer it. Amen? Amen. And number six, this revelation of what He has done 
is what makes me want to read. It's what makes me want to, 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 to pray. It's what makes me want to sing. It's what makes me want to preach. It's what makes me want to teach. It's what makes me want to clean the church. It's what makes me want to visit somebody. It's what makes me want to go visit Catherine's story at the nursing home when I don't feel like it. It's what makes it. It's that thing, that love that's been lavished and poured into my heart. The revelation of Christ in all of these things causes me. Because he's now it's not like a command. It's that there is a desire within me now. When I see all this in Scripture, I'm moved to want to do these things. Oh, that's what you want me to do? Hallelujah. I want to do that because love begets love. And now I want to do those things. So, so, so Brad, why do you choose not to sin? Not because I have to, but because I have a desire in me now that I don't want to. Right? Hallelujah. His love has been poured into my heart. And the love is what He does. I mean, in my heart to love what He does. And that's what He's done. And that's what I'm praying He will do here today. Is he'll, if you'll open up your heart to receive His love, that He will pour His love into you and cause you, your heart, to love what He loves. You begin to love what He loves and hate what He hates. And so, Father, Lord, we just pray, God, that if somebody here has not been grafted in, that today, God, that today, God, that, that, that they would be placed into Christ. They would be translated out of a kingdom of darkness and now placed into the marvelous kingdom of your Son. And Father, as they abide, which is seated, called seeded. This whole process, once it's done, and, and that begins to grow into that new true vine, it's, it's called seeded. We're seeded in Christ. And 100% of your life begins to flow and cause us to become fruitful. 100% of your love is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And Father, I just pray, God, that if there's someone here who's never experienced that love, God, they've never come to a place of, 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 of God recognizing the need of a Savior and that they need you, God, and that they need your life, that they're dead in their trespasses and sin in their old way of thinking, and God, they need your life flowing through them, God. God is love, and God is light, and God is life, and outside of you, God, everything is dying. Everything, God, it can't, it can't be supported or sustained apart from life. And that's why immediately outside of that garden, everything began to die. That's why everything out here is deteriorating and dying now that we're choosing to live apart from God. But God, all those who are in Christ, they're drawing from another life source and they're fruitful. And God, the, 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 the world is soon going to see that in our lives again. There's soon, as, the dark, as gross darkness fills the earth, God, uh, rise and shine on your people, God, and let your glory just, just fill us again. And Lord, let people see fruitfulness in our lives. Let them see the true body of Christ fruitful. God, the, the, the true church of Jesus Christ is not dead. The true church of Jesus Christ is not, is not weak. The true church of Jesus Christ is not uh, 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 just uh, hidden. The true church 
of Jesus Christ is attached to you. And Lord, 100% of you is flowing and it's alive in China and it's alive in Russia and it's alive in America and places and it's alive all over the face of this earth, God. And soon as darkness gets more dark, God, the church and the true light is going to become more and more visible, God. And the world may hate it because they hated you. And if they hated you, they'll hate us. But that's okay, Lord. They're going to see the light. They're going to see you and they're going to have opportunity, Lord, uh, to, to, to know you, God. And Lord, so I pray one more time as the light is being shed in this room and in the darkness of people's heart. Lord, I pray that if there is one in this room that would open their heart up, they're, they're a slave to sin. They're a slave to, to their way of thinking and their way of living. And today, you want to bring them out of that place of doulos and out of that place of slavery that all mankind fell into in that first covenant. And God, you want to bring us into the glorious new covenant that was fulfilled and perfected by your Son, that, Lord, you want to bring us into a place, God, where, where, where you lavish us with your love and we're called your friends. And so, Lord, if there's somebody here today, we'll, as we play a song, God, draw them. Draw them to you, God, and take them out of being a slave. You're no longer a slave. You're a son. You're a son. You're a friend. You're a daughter of God. And so, Lord, just draw by your Spirit and let them open their heart to receive you. You said as many as received you, to them you gave power to become the sons and daughters of God. And so, Lord, I pray there'll be one here that will just say, God, I open my heart to your love today. I open your heart, my heart to your forgiveness. I open my heart to your mercy. I open my heart to you. Come into my life and save me and change me today. In Jesus' name, amen.